All right, welcome back, Boomtown fans. We're your hosts, Diani Roger and Shanae Coleman Durden. And this is Boomtown Stories. Yay! <laughs> you guys, I'm looking at myself on Zoom and I have I have on the filter that makes you look better. I have oh. a filter on my thing and I look so rough. No, she looks beautiful. She's got that natural beauty, so she looks cute. I look <laughs> Y'all, I stayed up past my bedtime last night, so, and then had to get up early this morning. Poor choices mm-hmm. were made. Mm-hmm. It was my husband's birthday yesterday, so we went out to a whiskey tasting. I didn't actually have that much to drink because I had to drive, but I was just up too late. Now I'm tired. It was worth it, though. No, like 100%. Like, I'm glad we did it, and yeah. She um, FaceTimed me while she was there, guys. So I could, because I, if you're listening in, I think I keep these in. Her husband is my husband. Um, so <laughs> we, got to, we got to celebrate his birthday together. <laughs> that's not why she actually called me, but <laughs> that's what I'm saying in my head. Uh, you got so to meet Flawless. You. you got to meet Flawless. Yes. I met a man named Flawless. And did it, did I, sh- we showed you the tattoo, right? where his name is Flawless and then he has it tattooed on his back. And I was like, you know what? That's a bold choice and I like it. So did he like legally change his name to Flawless? I don't know. And I didn't feel like I could ask him either. Yeah, that seems fair. (laughs) Uh, You guys, so we went to a a whiskey tasting event in this like this um, like warehouse in Dallas. It was super famous, like not super famous. It was super uh, like modern and... um, It was like kind of edgy and we didn't fit in. Uh, So (laughs) we went and um, they have all this stuff set up for you to taste all these different whiskeys and bourbons and scotches and all this stuff. And some of it was really good. One of them broke my entire body out in goosebumps when I took a sip. I was like, oh God. Like, I mean, I don't, I don't know what happened. And is that a good thing or a bad thing? Not in a good way. Okay. I thought you were going to say in hives and I was like, oh no. (laughs) That does sound like something that would happen to one of us, right? Yeah, yeah. Immediately break out. Like, oh, she had had a little action. She had a little reaction. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, But yeah, so we go and we're tasting all the stuff. And then I was like, ooh, are you drinking sangria? Which is how I met Flawless. And he was like, oh no. And I don't know what he said it was, but he said it had Dr. Pepper in it. My husband loves Dr. Pepper and whiskey together, which I think is an abomination. But anyway, uh, Flawless took him to this room that very clearly said it was for the staff. And Flawless went in there and mixed him a drink like he was right. And it had way more whiskey than anything we were drinking. I was like, oh shit. I love those type of people. That's how Ryan used to be. She's yeah. she's not like that anymore. But yeah, we would be at a place that had no alcohol at all. And all of a sudden she's like, follow me. And then there's we're drinking. Alcohol. Yeah. How did this happen? Where what? How do we have bottle service? We're at a church. What happened? <laughs> not at a church. <laughs> wow. So anyway, like that's uh that's what, what I else did. did you do? This week, is there any, any other exciting things? Uh, no, you know, we're trying to get ready for our first competition. So uh, just lots and lots of extra rehearsals because our dancers were frozen for a week where we couldn't have any practice time. And uh, anywho, I feel like they're going to do really well at competition. I'm very excited for them to compete. I hate the way they're having to compete. And I'm going to leave it at that. 
Mm. It's just going to be hard. Like my, my advanced teens, some of them are doing eight dances in two hours and it's just, it's dance, three dances off stage to change of costume and then you're back on stage. And that's a fact because I had to do the schedule myself and that was the best that I could do for them. So what troopers that, um, cause I, yeah, I remember, well, I didn't, I wasn't in competition dance, like heavy, heavy, but, um, yeah, I was, I was there and I was watching and I did a little bit and I can only imagine like, you know, dancing, it yeah. takes a lot out of you, especially like- the, the things that kids are doing these days. Like it is not the same. I cried right. this dance and I was like, good luck y'all. And they're like, it's only two minutes. And I was like, if it was any longer, I would be scared that you were going to pass out. And they didn't believe me. And then they learned it and they're like, okay, it's not that bad. And then the first time they did it full out, top to bottom, like they basically just, cr- all of them just crumpled to the floor. Like they're, I mean, just dripping sweat. Like you have lost your damn mind. So what have you been up to? What's new with you? Uh, I actually did do something uh, <laughs> this week. What did you do? I, I went to a drive-in movie with a friend. Oh, that's uh, fun. That's yeah, so my friend Roche, shout out to her. She uh, couldn't go. She got tickets and she wasn't able to go. So then she sent in our group chat, like who was interested. And I was like, yeah, me. Uh, so it was in Santa Monica and uh, they had a whole menu if you wanted to order food. And I think they had drinks as well. Uh, there was a little barcode you could scan, order, and then they bring it to you. It's super cute. I definitely go back. That's fun. Yeah. It's nice to like, do something yeah because Mm -hmm. we haven't done anything in so long I'm like like we went out last night and I was like oh I forgot that I liked getting dressed up and just going somewhere with you like and it's not I was like it's not because we're married it's because the world shut down so I did not really get dressed up though for the movie because we were in our car so um are cute I mean, I, was, I think I was, I was kind of decent. I was kind of... <laughs> Which is like always kind of cute, so... Yeah, yeah, that is true. Thank you. Uh, that is true. It was, it was casually cute. Okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, I look homeless, but like, it's a cute homeless. Okay, I wasn't... See, I didn't... Okay, I did more than that. I did more No, I'm, just, I'm talking about me right now. Like, currently. Okay. It's like, I look homeless, but like, it's, it's still kind of like, okay. We see the potential there. <laughs> I think you look beautiful. You do. I mean, it, it is drastically different from last night, but. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so. Um, yeah. So I am excited for this week's guest. We will be back with him in just a moment. All right, Boomtown listeners. So today we've got with us James Stewart Sr. James, can you say hi to everybody? Hello, everybody. There we go. Yay. All right. Um, so I guess to get started, can you tell us where you're from? Okay. A little bit about well, yourself. Well, I have to first, uh, I think it's necessary that, that I put this disclaimer out there, let everybody know that we're, we were distantly related, right? I yes. was married to your cousin, and and, and so, uh, and I knew your dad, and I liked and got along, and really appreciate you and your mom, or your grand your grandmother. Uh, yeah, and I said I your dad. I mean, I meant your, yeah. your your granddad. Excuse me, 
golly, I'm getting old. I, I can't believe it. everybody I talk to now is somebody's child or grandchild. And uh, but yeah, I guess I never got to meet you. Mm-mm, no. Yeah. So so you were you know, your mom was grown and gone, and then uh, you know, uh, or I should say maybe I was gone by the end. <laughs> but anyway, all right. So yeah, you know, um, James Stewart, born here in Kansas City, Missouri. My dad is from Jamaica, uh, Portland, Jamaica. My mother is from uh, Nebraska. Um, I uh, I went to Central High School in Kansas City. Uh, I have a, a small coffee company. I wanted to be a big coffee company someday. Uh, as a matter of fact, I even sent you a list of uh, some of our signature cordials. In that little uh, email I sent you, there was a is a booklet called Patio Drinks. It's a list, uh, a menu of all, of, not all, but some of our, our our summer patio cordials that we're that we're very 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 good at. And what's and your coffee company called? Stewart Town Coffee. Amazing. StewartTownCoffee.com. So you know, while while we're talking, you guys could even go to that website and look it over. And, make yeah, it and this is wait, this is patio drinks for adults. Yeah, oh. these are for adults. <laughs> oh yeah, definitely, def- <laughs> definitely. Okay. As a matter of fact, you know, I I thought maybe you guys might have have perused them and decided that to, uh, to to have one. Uh, we will tonight. have to do that. We'll we'll choose one for yeah. next time for sure. Well, next uh, year, we'll, we'll, no, we won't do one. If we do this again, we'll we'll set aside a time to, to sample them all, and get, rate them so that I your your readers might know which. The ones we think are the best, and you know, as they go and give them a try. I'm here for it. Um, yeah, I'm down. Uh, coffee, coffee, and alcohol are two of my favorite things in the whole wide world. So let's do this. This is amazing. And so, how long have you been doing this? Well, I uh, I retired from AT and T some years ago, and uh, I could think of no other way of losing my pension uh, other than investing it in a in a company. Right about the same time, the the last uh, downturn in the economy. You know, took off. So when it did, it took my money with it. But I had already launched Stewart Town Coffee, my brothers and I, and so uh, here we are. We were we started by growing coffee in uh, in Jamaica. My, you know, like, like I said, my dad's from Jamaica, and so while our coffee was growing there, whatever we initiated a, a you know purchases from from other countries. So we buy coffee from Mexico, Guatemala, Costa Rica, El Salvador. American coffees, if you will, but America doesn't really, uh, America per se, we don't grow coffee. There's only two places you can grow it in America. You know what they are? No. Boy, Puerto Rico and Hawaii. Oh, so not coffee. in the continental U.S. Yeah. Yes, right. Not right. good for nothing in the continental U.S. <laughs> <laughs> yes, but with those other two places, America. Can grow, yeah. coffee, can grow coffee, and it's because coffee grows in a, what we call the coffee belt. Now, this class, the class will be over after I finish this, but the coffee belt is, is, a, is a, a belt that goes all the way around the world, and it's 150 miles, excuse me, uh, wide, and it will only grow in that belt. That's the reason why you can't grow it in Los Angeles or in Dallas. You know, it only grows... As uh, far as far north as I believe, uh, well, I believe as far north as Mexico, and uh, halfway down through Brazil. Right. Wow. Uh, so, all right, but that's it. You know what you said? It's already been, it's been like what two, three minutes, and you're like they're more interesting people than me, and <laughs> it's not <laughs> already. I can see it's not true. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. 
Yeah. Well, I don't know about that, but yeah, but you know what? Like you said, it's only been two or three minutes. The night mm-hmm. is young. Well, that was the well, most more, interesting more, thing. <laughs> I I don't believe that. Okay, well, so I, 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 you know, I was I was trying to impress impress you guys with my knowledge of coffee, and I've done it already. It didn't mm-hmm. take a whole lot. So uh, past that, ah, um, <laughs> it didn't take a whole lot. It doesn't take a lot to impress us. We don't know about a bunch of stuff. We don't know. Yeah, we well, don't know. Well, you know what? I'm, I, I, no, I'd say you this. I'm impressed because there's two young Black ladies who are doing something like this. I think it's really, pretty cool. And I know the times have changed, but if, if this was taking place back when when I was your age, everybody would be a gaga about this because it's kind of cool that, that you guys are, are getting out there and, and people are are knowing, becoming aware of who you are. And, and I think it's just a good deal. Thank you. So I just said all of that, you know, hopefully that you guys will ease up on me. Come definitely, some definitely. No, it worked, it worked. <laughs> I'm going to stop calling you a liar. Like it's going to be good. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's, well okay. let's go back to the beginnings. Uh, like how was it growing up in Missouri? Well, um, okay, let's let's get real for, for a minute. I grew up on a reservation. If you grew up in, in the 50s, grew up on a reservation, if you were Black, and I don't care where you lived, there were defined areas that, that were okay for you to be anytime, you know, day or night, okay? And, uh, you know, they're essentially reservations, just like uh, the, you know, think of Indians having their reservations and and with uh, armed guards, if you will, or at least patrols. So, so were, were our neighborhoods. We could be in this area and as a young black man or, or as a kid, I didn't even know it was a reservation. I mean, you know, when you're you're growing up in an area, it's just your neighborhood, your community. And so it was cool. I mean, I grew up in a, in a family where of seven kids, I was the fourth of seven, which meant I had two brothers and a sister older than me and two brothers and a sister younger than me. Little child, y'all got problems. <laughs> <laughs> you a liar and then now i'm telling you you right dang shanae calm down (laughs) that's right right. i was no respect for your elders no respect for your elders and y'all never met (laughs) i was raised by a middle child so i i I was like i am uh tainted by that experience (laughs) i love my mom but middle children are different (laughs) what was it like being one of seven oh well it's, it's great yeah Oh, I mean, I always had somebody to, to play with and somebody to fight with, you know, always had somebody to do something with. The, the only problem being one of seven, period, whether you be in the middle or the oldest or the youngest, is, you know, privacy. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not like in our house we had like four bedrooms and two baths and, you know, a, a rec room and whatever. At 28th and Bells in Kansas City, Missouri, that wasn't happening, you know. So, uh, uh, but aside from that, it was, it was perfect. You know, my house, my, uh, my our, uh, our home was the center of the universe for our community. And so, and so that everybody called our house, the mother goose house, my, because my father being from Jamaica, he liked colors. And so every other year or so, you know, that house was, you like no telling what color you might, you fight, they fight on it. You know, we had, we, it was pink. It was wooden, it was a wooden slat house and it had, uh, it was pink and it had green windows. And when you turned the corner <laughs> on the, that block, my goodness, if you didn't notice that house, you know, you were blind. You just, you were just blind. But that was okay because my mother operated a daycare center out of the house. My father worked for, as a 
butcher for Swiss, and then he had his own his own business, uh, nursery, you know, doing line, a handyman kind of stuff. And uh, so uh, it was it was pretty good. Uh, I you know I I didn't know how bad I had it until I got grown, and then and then people told me I should be upset about it. <laughs> people said, "Man, it was really rough." And boy, I, then I had to just pretend like, "Yeah, yeah, man, you're right." <laughs> but I you know it was it was you great, were happy. You know? Yeah. yeah, it was good. They did their best to, to do what they could for us. And uh, the community was was solid. I grew up next door to Jay McShann. You guys know who he is? Jay McShann was a big time jazz performer here in Kansas City in the Midwest area. And Jay McShann played with, uh, uh, oh, golly. <laughs> I can't think the the, the, sax, the sax man, the, the Bird. You know, Bird was was in his group. And uh, he, he, he was just to catch me out at the time so every week uh, uh they practice and when they practice in the spring and summer early fall of the year everybody would come out and sit on the front porch and we'd uh we'd have a little party right there but while they were practicing you know and as a result of that every one of us uh, my father said hey uh you guys need to take piano lessons oh, yeah. he said after talking to jay Jay says, yeah, you know, if they play the piano, they, they can make a living on the side or whatever. So that sentenced us to taking piano lessons. I was perfectly Not happy. sentence. <laughs> yeah, sentence, girl. I'm telling from, from the time we got in kindergarten to the time we were 12 years old, we had to take piano lessons. It was no discussion about it. And uh, at 12, we could, we could decide if we wanted to continue or not. And uh, man, I tell you, I got the scars on my knuckles to prove that I was there. And I could play the scales with anybody and everybody, and even to this day. There we go. <laughs> Actually, my, my teacher was a Miss Mrs. Vaughn, a great lady, great uh, an older lady, but she was beautiful, nice, beautiful, gray-haired grandmother. And her husband was a retired railroad man. And so whenever we did well in practice, they would let us go down to the basement and play with the train because he had model trains all over his basement. And they ran along the walls, high on the walls, and then down and under the tables. And it was just really, really cool. It was like a whole world of railroad, miniature railroad. But we, whenever we did well, we got rewarded and we were allowed to go down and play with the trains. So, you know, I make a big deal out of it. But it's because some days, you know, you didn't want to go to practice because the weather was good and, you know, baseball season or whatever. And you didn't want to be in the house. But it was good. And I'm glad I did. Can't play an instrument, instrument to save my life. Wish that I could. <laughs> I I told myself during quarantine that I was gonna uh, learn how to play the piano. I've always heard that I had piano hands, but um, then I never extremely. did. Mm. <laughs> wait a minute! Wait a minute! Wait a minute! Those 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 are vampire hands. Those were, but you just flashed with vampire fingers. <laughs> like, <laughs> Raise your hands up, Diani. Show show them your fingers. <laughs> <laughs> Oh yeah. But anyway. So anyway, so that that was my that was my uh, piano lesson. So uh, that was just a block or two from the house, and within a four block block of my area, uh, um, four or five blocks of my house, there were thirty two kids within it, within a year of age, of of me and my my siblings, right? And so we had kids out the yin yang to play with. You know, the neighborhood was just jumping. And so oh, did you shit. did you live on the reservation like all up until high school or did y'all ever move or well let me let me tell you that uh, you know now unlike where but you remember where, you, where your mom lived right 
Yes, yes, sir. Okay, where they lived, that they were out, they were definitely, you guys were definitely not in the hood. When Back in the day, uh, now when you grew up, it was all black there, but when when they moved there, it wasn't. It was it was half, it was a good 60% white. So, uh, but where I grew up, it was, uh, let me put it this way. There were 3,200 kids in my high school. 3,200 kids and 27 were white. Wow. So in my high school graduating class, there were, uh, well, there were 756 of us went in as freshmen and 462 graduated. So that we lost 300 over that four year period, wow. but none of them were white. At the high school, there was two, if I remember correctly, there, there were two in the high school as we went in as freshmen. And of course, when I graduated, there were none. So uh, what I'm, what I'm um, testifying to you guys about is white flight. In those four years, that neighborhood evaporated quicker than, you know, uh, a bucket of water out, out on, sitting out in the desert. They just vanished. Um, and with them, of course, uh, they built places like uh, Overland Park, mm -hmm. you know, Shawnee Mission, Raytown, yeah. Missouri, Lee Summit, Liberty, Gladstone, all the suburbs. Well, those those little suburbs were just thoughts before those folks moved out into them and with them. Uh, when, when they did that, they took all the money for the schools and whatever. So uh, the schools suffered as a result. But uh, we didn't know by that time, you know, I graduated and, and I'm able to look back and say, I would, you know, proudly said, tell my kids, you know, I went to school before busing. And, uh, how, yeah. how, far did, how far did you have to walk to get to school? 17.4 miles. No. Yeah, it was round trip though. That was round trip. Absolutely not. I'm lying. I'm lying. I'm lying. I live two blocks from the damn school. Uh-uh. I live two blocks from the I thought you told us we could trust you. You weren't a liar. Liar. I was right. And I'm I'm you don't know this about me, but I'm gullible. I believe anything. And older people always be like, I had to walk 22 miles in the snow. Uphill both ways. I'm like, how is it? That's where it was. Actually, I was just I was pulling your feet, uh, pulling your leg, pulling your, I don't know. I was just, I was just playing with you because just because I I wanted to see if you were listening. Uh oh, she done did she evaporate? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta plug in my computer. Oh my god, the, the screen went blank. Oh my god. <laughs> That's so what my... happens when people start lying to me. I evaporate. Okay. <laughs> oh goodness. I thought, damn, for a second, I said, damn, the rapture done occurred. <laughs> She's not getting tired. I can't. Um, so. oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so tell us about high school. You went to high school, you said Kim Central High School, right? Yes, yes. Okay, so, yeah, because you said you were young when you started working. So you're selling hot dogs. Oh, <laughs> Yes. How old were you when you were selling hot dogs? I was 14 years old at the, at the Royal at the Municipal Auditorium at uh, the Municipal Stadium, excuse me, in the Kansas City A's. I was a hot dog salesman. Actually, I, I started with popcorn, but the big money was on the hot dogs. You know, uh, 
you made you made a commission and uh, uh, you made so much of what you sold it on any given day and, and the commission on hot dogs was more than it was on uh, on, on on popcorn. So plus I was a big kid, so I got to work on uh, work my way up to selling carrying that hot dog tray around. You carry the tray and then the tray you had so many hot dogs, so many buns, your mustard and uh, uh, and napkins and everything you needed to to grab you grab a napkin, you grab a bun. With the, with the tongs, you slit the butt the butt open with the tongs. You grab a hot dog, put it in there, squirt it with some mustard, roll it up in a napkin, and hand it to them, and you're done, right? So we had competition to see how many hot dogs everybody could do, you know, how much time it took you to, to you know to do that kind of thing. But it was it was a lot of fun, and we had a we'd all walk from twenty where my twenty uh, eighth Street all the way down to the to the baseball stadium, and. Uh, which was a lot of fun and you got to hang out and, you know, just act a fool all the way down there. So, yeah, I did that. I did that for a couple of years. I, I remember I bought my very first pair of tennis shoes with my own money after I had started, started work. And it was like, uh, yeah, man, these shoes are really special because I bought them, you know, I got a lot of pride in that. Golly. <sighs> That's a good memory. I haven't thought about that in a long time. I felt the same way, but mine was a pair of uh, five inch heels. And I was 22 because I was old. When I, <laughs> <laughs> I, bought shoes, I, was, I bought shoes to go to the club. <laughs> Wait a minute. So, so, so how were you when you started working? Well, I was like, okay. So I started, I started teaching dance when I was 14. So like I, I started that part of it young. But like my first like real like job job, I think I was 21. So wait, how did, oh, where were you teaching? How did you, how could you teach dance? I mean, where'd you learn dance? I started dancing when I was two. So by the time I was 14, I started assistant teaching. And then I got hired by people to go and like choreograph dances and teach them for like little league, um, like peewee cheerleaders and stuff like that. So, yeah. Wow. That's pretty impressive. I don't, I don't, I mean, that's very impressive. Why are you shaking your head, Shanae? That's very impressive. Deanne, what what were you doing at two? At two? Yeah. Sleep. (laughs) (laughs) I was asleep. I didn't start, I didn't, I didn't work until I was um, 16 and then I quit very early. Like I might've had that job for a few weeks. Um, I grew up very spoiled. My mom didn't want me to have a job and I was like, no, the rest of my friends are working. Like I want to do this. And I started working at Astroworld uh, as a theme park in, in Houston that's gone now, but they had me washing dishes and sweeping and mopping and I had never done any of that. I was like- I wish y'all could see her face. She's so turned off. <laughs> this is too much. It was big dishes too. Cause I worked in the, the funnel cake area. So it was a huge, huge pots and pans that I, ne- and I never washed dishes at all before. And uh, that's, I, it, it was really sad watching me try to mop and sweep. It was just, it was a lot, but I, I, it was something that I wanted to do. And it lasted, it probably maybe lasted a month. And then I was like, oh, I can't do this anymore. But it also, I was, I was a dancer in high school. So it also conflicted with my, my dance schedule. So that was really my excuse. It was, I, got, I can't I, do I, this I just... because I have dance practice and competitions and stuff. So I can't do this anymore, but it was really, it was, it was too much manual. Yeah. It was too much manual labor though in real life. Well, now those are interesting tales. Uh, well, 
Karen, yours, yours is more interesting than hers because she went right to 16. You, you know, you stopped at two, you started at two and went to 14. And so I was a dancer as well. And I started dancing at three, but I wasn't working at three. <laughs> oh, well, you could have right. been. You should have been. My three year old <laughs> <didn't> work. <laughs> okay. So. Now, my yeah, kids mom- are going to be beautiful. My kids are going to be beautiful. You're going to get them. Uh, what are the people yes. called? Agents, managers. Yeah, you're going to get them an agent and they're yeah. going to, they're going to make, they're going to make some money. It's fine. Get those babies working as soon as they pop out. <laughs> Gerber, <laughs> hello. <laughs> okay, so tell us about after high school. You get done with high school. So, so I'm, I'm, working, I'm working for AT&T. And so when did you start working for AT&T? Uh, 1970. So how, how old were you in 70? I mean, as you old you were. And I wouldn't have told you the truth if you did. Well, I'm 82. How old are you really? Wait a minute. We've already established the, the, the lie. How old are you really? <laughs> I was born I was born back in uh, when Harry Truman was president. I don't know when Truman was president. Look I don't know when anybody was president. I'm so Look. bad at president. <laughs> we're bad at everything. We just told the people. We well, don't know anything. We, we don't know anything. We don't know anything. We don't know you know, no and, and, and you've got and you've got and you've got a you've got a, you've got a podcast called, called Boomtown Story. And you don't and you don't, and you don't know when Truman was born. Mm-mm. You don't you don't know what a boomer is. We're you? doing this so we can learn. Exactly. Uh, We're boy, trying to figure things she brought, out. She brought that back home, didn't she? She, she brought her focus right right back on on the spot. But you know, I ain't telling. Okay, fine. So you were working for AT and T. What what were you doing for AT and T? I was I was a communication technician. What is that? Well, um, God, it just down against again, and not not that it was interesting before, but this is going to be kind of boring. Uh, you have telephones, right? And uh, not not like you like you know telephones, but but in the old days when everything had a cord attached to it. Uh, I've seen and, a cord phone before. I used one. Well, then then no, uh, uh, is it the one? You, we'll, we'll connect you like when you do this. Well, the operator. No, yeah. he's not that old. Yeah, I mean, oh. Yeah. <laughs> Well, no. Well, actually, actually, no. Long distance calls, a lot of long distance calls were being placed like that. Mm-hmm. You needed an operator. You know, mm-hmm. operators are operators are sort of like bank tellers anymore. Uh, anymore, you know, they're getting they, they, well. You don't have operators, but and bank tellers are getting to be like that too, right? You got ATM machines, so people won't know. You, no, you 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 know, if you talk to a kid about a a, a blacksmith, they won't know what a blacksmith is because they don't have blacksmiths anymore, right? Because we don't have horses. We don't use horseshoes. So I was like, I know what a blacksmith is, but I live in Texas, and we do still well, have horseshoes. Well, yes, yeah. Uh, but but if you ask, uh, you ask a kid, you know, ask your average ten year old what a cobbler is, he won't know what it is. And so, you like like a baker, like a cherry cobbler, peach cobbler. Mm, no, okay, it's for shoes. Yeah. Yes, yes. Well, yeah, yeah. I was getting ready to write this down. <laughs> no, I, I am. In, I'm impressed that I knew that. I was like, oh, we, oh, we both knew. We both knew one. <laughs> we know one thing. Yeah, yeah. Cheers. Cheers. <laughs> <laughs> but back in that era, there were. I was a communications technician, and with responsibilities for maintaining the equipment that that managed long distance phone calls. So you know, that's 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 what I did, and it was it was fun. It was something that a uh, uh, for a black guy. When I was a kid, a black man with a good job was a black man who was a either a conductor, a train conductor, or a mailman, 
Uh, and past that, I can't I can't think of uh, any other jobs that that, that connotated a, a a good. Yeah, you had you had janitors and you had uh, your 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 handyman and that kind of thing. But they uh, they didn't have the same. Uh, they didn't it didn't carry the same mm, that a, a conductor because you know conductors got paid well and they got tips. Uh, same way with uh, oh, uh, a teacher's been a, te- a teacher was a good gig too. But you didn't have as many male teachers then as, as you do now. So it was a good job. And uh, to say tell people that you worked that you were a telephone man, there it, 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 it was a little prestige that went along with that. But at the same time, you knew it was a job that had a you had some security and a future. So that's what I did. I did. I, I worked out in that job at fourteen twenty five Oak in Kansas City, Missouri, for a long time. And uh, there were uh, uh, on the top floor of that building, there were operators. They had five thousand operators who worked in back in the day in that building, and uh, uh-huh. they they handle calls and information or an emergency. You dial zero. Back then, we didn't have nine nine one one. Yeah, you if an emergency, you dial the operator, and she would handle all that stuff for you. The invention of nine one one is a very interesting story. If you, especially if yeah. you're in a true crime, like look that uh-huh. up. It's fascinating. Cool. Yeah. Okay. Yes, you would dial uh, the emergency the operator, and she she'd attach you to whoever you needed. Uh, and then the information operators were there to, to give you the phone number, the numbers you needed, and to uh, keep you company. Believe it or not, <laughs> it may not have been a job, but they, that's what they did a lot. Wait, so wait, uh, somebody could just, if they were lonely, they could just call you up and be like, hey, uh, they, talk to me? They, yeah, they did. That's what they did. They were, uh, you know, they were they were supervised and, and told not to, you know, entertain whatever. But at the same time, the phone the phone companies invented customer service back in the day. Uh, AT and T, uh, the Bell system, customer service was the bottom line. You never were going to be without telephone service, and you were always going to be able to contact somebody when you needed to. And that's that was the guarantee they gave you. And so people, particularly on the weekends, uh, at late nights, people be out drinking or whatever, guys get lonely or whatever, because all the operators at the time were girls, they, they dial an operator and they start talking to the girls. And as hard as it was to uh, to get off the phone, a lot of times uh, it was just as easy as just stay on it and, and uh, keep, I guess, guys company or whatever. It was, it was, it was a, a weird time. I would have got fired. Well, you know, actually, that's, that's what they wanted you to do. They wanted you to hang up. They wanted, you know, they, because they wanted you to go move on to the next call. But when things were slow, you know, you either sit around Before, talking. Oh, you don't have anything yeah. to do either. So uh, I did that for a while. And then, then before uh, the, the, the technology changed and it, it, they slowly started phasing out the operators called 911. And also because of the uh, the technology just changed to the computers were starting to invade the telephone communication uh, industry and networking. And before you know it, everything was electronic. And so that's where it brings us into the, the, the area, getting closer and closer to the area we're at now. Uh, I uh, moved from a technical job into the computer room and learned to manage, maintain uh, many computers. And from there, I took a job into uh, in management as a uh, technical uh, supervisor. And then I'm out on the streets trying to figure out what I was going to do. And that brings us to today. So. Okay. So you're working at AT&T. Mm-hmm. It's a Friday night. You get off work. You're young. You got a good job. What are you doing when you get off? Uh, I like boy. that smile. I, yeah, that smile. <laughs> it's a smile for me. <laughs> that was 
real mysterious. Okay? Yeah, well, 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 let me ask you this: how how many people how many people will will listen to this podcast? Just a few. I mean, we're not yeah. huge. It's not, yeah, it's not like it's like tens of thousands of people. We're not there yet. No, we're Uh-oh. in our beginning stage. I was like, but so. but hear me. They're see, coming in for this type of story. These are the yeah, kind well, of stories that they want. Oh, to hear. Yeah. Well, um, well, if I hadn't given you my my name up front. <laughs> So in the future, yeah, in the future, you guys need to write. Maybe we keep it anonymous. <laughs> yes, well, that, maybe, could be until the, that could until be until the, the end. Until the end, just tell them, hey, you're gonna keep it anonymous to the end, so so that we can get all the exciting stuff that you might want to might want to share. You know what? And I have so, not be wait, if you edit me. your name out, that's not even hard. Uh, what can I tell you? Oh man. Okay, while uh, you're thinking. Okay. Is that carnival story real? Because that freaked me out. That was a, yeah, that's real. That that actually happened. That was, hey, hey, actually, that was a pretty fun night. And looking back on it, as I lived through it, it wasn't. It was like a. How did she become a beast? I have so many. Well, okay. Well, uh, hold on a second. I'm gonna, I'm gonna do well, this. Well, well, t- you and you have to say it because our listeners don't know the story. Yeah, just give it. I know, give us, I know, no, Don't read no. it, but give us the short version of the story. Well, uh, the short version is that I was at a carnival, me and my two other buddies, and we were we were having just just kicking it, and uh, we're yeah, we're everybody's got a girlfriend, and and but we're just Friday night, we're just out doing our thing, and. Uh, we ended up at uh, nothing to do, and somebody said, "Hey, man, there's a carnival up here." So and so, so and I said, "Okay, well, let's go do that." So we go up there, and we're walking around, and one of the guys wins a big teddy bear for his girlfriend, and Willie, uh, uh, he lost all his money trying to get a trying to win something on a stupid toss. He tossed money on a plate, and then uh, you know, it's a stupid thing. It's a, it's a waste of money. But anyway, make a long story short, we ended up walking past this big old tent. That's we posted the tent. We saw. The sign, the sign just said, hey, you got to come see this. This is the greatest thing since sliced bread. People all over the world have stood in wonder and in awe of, of this fantastic thing. And you need to stop by and see it. So uh, you know, we stopped, looked at each other for a minute, said, what the hell? We're here. So we go in. So we walk in and it's dark. It's a big old tent, though. And it's, it is July and it's, 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 kind of, it's kind of muggy. But it is air conditioned. But it's so close in there that people, they, they, they just try to cram as many people in as possible. And so we warm our way up to the very beginning. And when you get to the very front of the, the, uh, the tent, and there, we, when we get there, there's this get this stage. And as you look at the stage, there's a, off on one side, there's this cage. And there's a big old sign on it that says, stand back, because it's got 560 volts, it's danger, electric, you know, be careful. And then on the opposite side from the, the cage was a pictures of all the people, all the places all around the world there's slideshows that taking place of uh, where people have seen this particular uh, show, and uh, you know, kings and queens and uh, all the viceroys, you know, you know, all kind of impressive people. And uh, then, out of nowhere, in the middle, and there in the center of the stage, the MC appeared, and he thanked everybody for coming, and, and he got us prepared by telling us we're about to see something that you know, people from all over the world have stood, stood in awe of, and. Uh, when we left here tonight, they were going to be as, you know, we were going to be as impressive as they were. And he wanted us to tell our friends and send our, send our friends down to see it too. So, oh, all right. Then he starts telling us a story about these missionaries that had gone into the deepest, darkest parts of, of, of Borneo or somewhere, I don't know, some exotic place, jungle. And they were missionaries and they were went in to, to, to save, the, save the natives, you know, and they were ravaged by this creature. 
this it's totally tore them up, just just demolished everybody. A few of them survived, but only to tell the story. And uh, they brought back this this girl, this girl who who was oh she was awesome. And then across from the from the cage, this beautiful picture, just this stunningly beautiful woman. Uh, you know, it starts it comes down is is broadcast against the uh, you know by the slide onto the screen and. Man, I'm thinking, man, this this she's hot, man. And of course, you know, she's half naked too. That didn't hurt. And and you know, she's dark and she has a beautiful big green eyes. You know, I like green eyes. And she had a she she was just oh. and so as as the attention gets thrown back to him in this cage, there's this girl, the same one we're looking at on the screen. She's appeared in the cage. And I'm thinking, oh my goodness, she you know, she's for real and she's here. And man, she's hot. And I'm thinking, oh yeah, <laughs> if that door was, yeah, like, if she went in the cage, me and her, we could get it all. So then, as she's Are you like fourteen? No, no, no. I'm older than that now. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I'm substantially old. By this time, I'd at least, yeah, I'd kissed at least seventeen girls. I, I'm exaggerating, but no, I'm, I'm, I'm eighteen, nineteen years old. So uh, I, I'm working, and so I got, I got to be nineteen years old. So anyway, make, make a long story short. I'm standing there looking at her and this guy is, is talking about her and she, she's gorgeous and she's half naked and she's, uh, and then she's talking to light dim a little bit, but then we're looking at her in the cage and he says, now be, be careful you folks, don't, don't, <clears throat> you hear the generator click off. And I thought, well, that's just for the air conditioning because it was getting warm in there. Looking at this lady, I was getting a little hot. So I'm glad air conditioning came on. Right? So he starts Starts talking about what happened. Uh, they were sitting around the campfire and they were talking about this, talking about that. And then all of a sudden, this beast appeared out, appeared out of nowhere. And as he's talking, this this girl started growing hair and her facial hair started growing. And she, in real she, life, where now I'm, just, I'm standing here looking at this. All right, if you had been standing next to me, you've been as as dumbfounded as I was, like thinking. But well, maybe goodness. there was a button that someone pressed. Hmm? There was what? But maybe maybe there was a button that somebody pressed and then... Oh, oh you think we were all gassed or something? Hallucinating? I don't know. I, all I'm, I'm just telling Tricks. you what I saw. Not and I have had the same hallucination before, though. That is true. Uh, but I don't think... But we were on drugs. Uh, no. <laughs> Hey, 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 there's lots to be said for good drugs. There's lots to be said for good drugs, but I wouldn't know. But I don't think they drug, yeah, I don't think they drugged everybody. Like, uh, and by drugs, I mean just weed, y'all. It was nothing serious. Oh, no, no, no. Okay. I ain't gonna say that because there's a whole lot better shit than weed. But so, but I, as I'm sitting there, and watching this, this, this the hair grow, and this, her breast changed, and and now then they're, they're not what they were. They they become hardened and and covered with hair, and and her face changes, her eyes sunk go back into her head, and where there was this stunningly beautiful woman. There's two minutes into it, there's this beast, and it's moving around the cage, growling and whatever, and. At the last, at, at, at some moment, that beast jumped for the door of the cage, and the door of the cage came open, and that's the last thing I remember. <laughs> I saw that door open. We were in the very front of the damn tent, in front of the the crowd or whatever, but we were the first ones out. 
<laughs> okay, so y'all heard that. Yep. Everybody here understand why when I read that, I was like, I have so many questions. Lies. And the first one is, is it true? Trickery. Was there peyote involved? Was there what now? Was there peyote? Uh, Definitely well, a peyote. No, 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 no I, I have done that, but that would no, not not that night. Can you but, tell us yeah. about that experience? Well, yeah, I was in Albuquerque, New Mexico, and I had a buddy who was a who was an Indian, and I was out on a reservation with him. And one night we had sitting around, we got done, we drank up as much beer as I'm not much of a beer drinker, and uh, I, I like my bourbon. And uh, but we drank up everything we heard, and he says, "Hey, come on, we we did a little." little Coyote, and, and uh, before you know it, I was standing in the middle of a, of a, of a two-lane highway. Um, no, 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 no. Yes, no. yes, in the two-lane. And what his idea of fun was, uh, standing in the middle of the lane okay. and wait for, wait for a car. No. A car. no, 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 no. Okay, I didn't know and, it was going to be like this. Yeah, yeah. You wait, wait, you wait for the car, wait for a car to come. And when you see one coming, because out there you can see a car coming from 10 miles, five miles off. I mean, well, the car is, is a good 10, 10 minutes from your, at least, well, it feels like 10 minutes from you. And you position yourself in the right spot so that as he, as he approaches, you can time it to where he misses you. No, 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 yeah. no, 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 no. Oh, no, yeah. That's yeah, not that was, what I thought. That's that not where was, I thought that, this story was that, going. That, that's, that's what they do. That's what that's what they did for fun. That's I was what they expecting did. like a come to Jesus moment. Like, I don't know. No. Uh, well, they come I got, to Jesus. Yeah, I got to. I got, you know, I've got I, uh, one night, uh, you know, this, this girl who, who didn't have a boyfriend had one, you know, I found out because it, hey, it was like that. Hey, who's that at the window? <laughs> I didn't know I could get up that fast. Mm. But, you yeah. know what I learned yeah. from doing this? Hmm. Hmm? Everybody's trifling. Men yeah. are trifling. Women are trifling. There's nobody's a bunch more, of kids that are trifling. No, nobody's more trifling than a man. Nobody. I don't know. I like to think. I like to think girls. I wanted to think girls were, but you know, I think we try to outdo each other. I think people are just people. We're just all. I don't want to say trifling. We're just doing. No, no. but some people are doing that. Girl invited my uncle to the bar to make her ex boyfriend jealous. Yeah, that's okay. Okay, okay. You know what? This is some people are just. This is my topic. Trying to see good when it's not there, and I have learned that lesson, and here I am. Okay. Well, trifling, uh, but, no, but, but trifling now, what, what you just saying about your your, uh, your cousin inviting a, a, a guy to make her boyfriend jealous or whatever, that, that that's not trifling. That, that's no, like that is. Well, that's immaturity there. That's, 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 that's just being immaturity. And, but trifling is, is, is being mean and dirty for no reason. Those, but that's that's, trifling. Many, that's, that's anybody. That's, that's people. Yeah. I think but, that's just people. I think that, that there's no, everybody, everybody's not liking you. You know, if you did that, then you trifle it. The, uh, everybody like that. But it's just the people thing. It's not, yeah. it's They're not women, men, or non-binary I think, or whatever. I think, I, people. They just exist. And it's not, yeah. it's not, oh, there's only trifling men or there's only trifling women. There's just, some people are that way and it is. Yeah, it yeah, is. yes. Yeah. But I think, see, I think, Trifling, I, I think, is is I see that totally different than being uh, jealous or somebody acting out of uh, doing something uh, out of uh, a need to feel love or want love or whatever. I, I think trifling is is opposite of that. Trifling, is you don't care about like love. Heartless. You just you just you just want you just want what you want. It ain't about love. It's about it's about selfishness, and that's that's what I see trifling is uh, uh, the the thing you know immaturity. The big thing. Is, the biggest problem we have, and the reason why I wanted my my children to to live a little bit before they got married, is because I I wanted to be mature. 
but yeah. the, the, and I and I do understand what trifling is and, and understand what maturity is because yeah there are a lot of trifling people but the the the, the problem with trifling is like that they're just mean those people are just selfish and you know those are people you don't want to be around uh try because you know you you trifling is not something you you do trifling is something you do you live try you yeah. <laughs> you live you live trifling you know yeah. so in my opinion anyway so that's that that that's the only the only bad thing I ever did in my life. The only time no, it's not true. I did a, I did pay you more than once, and it acid. Uh, I, I had to, okay. I, so this is just like a because I've I've never done acid and I don't really have a plan to. It's about to say. It's about to say. What is it like though? Like so you drop it and then what happens? Well, it depends. Uh, sometimes uh, on one occasion it was like man, all it did was just put everybody in slow motion. No, nothing changed. Nothing. The word, the day didn't stop, or and I didn't have any revelations that I were. It, just everything was slowed down, and uh, you know, the next day, or or maybe even the day after that, it's like when when things returned to where they were were, were supposed to be. Uh, all I felt was rested, and I got to see. Uh, to me, I got to see people thinking. Things slowed down to where I I felt like I actually see them think the words before they spoke them and think about what they were doing before they did it. And, you know, and then, and then there was a time when, you know, it was just purely, uh, man, one crazy thing to do after, uh, after another, you know, uh, I, you never want to, we never, I never did it without, uh, a watcher. Yeah. I, I was like, um, I have heard that. I have heard that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I didn't, a lot, a lot of people did, but I never did it without a watcher because, because I didn't know what kind of trip I was going to have. And now some people, uh, and there are some people who know they're going to have bad trips. You know, they just know that that they're about themselves. But me, I didn't know. So I'd say, hang around a little bit, you know. And, well, I've, and, I've, I've heard with the acid and mushrooms, like you should make sure that you're in a good space. Yeah, well, that, 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 that was my, I just wanted, I, you know, I guess I was paranoid enough or, or, or <laughs> I was afraid enough to, to want one because I didn't want I didn't want the last thing my, my daddy to hear was, you know, <laughs> that I had, you know, done something stupid, you know. It's funny because even at that time, you know, I, I cared about, uh, I knew I was messing up, but I, I cared about what they thought, what he thought and how he might be affected by it, but it didn't stop me from doing it, <laughs> but I cared. I resonate with that, with the like, I care about how you feel and I don't want to hurt you and I don't want to disappoint you, but I'm still going to make a, I'm still going to make this choice. Mm-hmm. Like I, yeah. I think we both, we both do that. Yeah. No, 100%. <laughs> yeah. But, and, but, and your children, your children are going to do that. Yeah. No, I was like, my kids are going to make dumb choices based on me yeah. and my husband. Um, baby. Yeah, we're, well, we're going to make, they're going to make, they're going to make okay. some, not every decision is going to be the one one that that you would that you would like for them to have made, but you know that's that's but that's how you that's how they grow. And I know my children. Uh, I hope my children have, have done things that, that uh, they didn't want me to know about uh, because that the way it turned out, I'm so I'm so happy. You know, I got I got six kids, and, and uh, the the fact that they all uh, you would mind living next door to them. I think it, you know, I think it says a lot. You know. Yeah, yeah. you live and you learn. Uh, but wait, did you say you live next door to them? No, I said it, I had six six kids, but then I wouldn't mind the six kids that you wouldn't mind living next door to. They're, oh, they're, they're good. They're good, responsible people who uh, who care about who who they are and where they're at. Yeah. And uh, 
their community and, and uh, they know the community is, is more than them. Yeah, that's a good thing. And now, as far as good things, uh, I believe uh, uh, favorite things my dad used to tell us all the time, a lazy man does it right the first time. And he used to tell my sisters, he'd tell them, uh, you get your own goats and you you marry, you get you, you get your five goats, you marry a man with five goats and you, together you got 10. And if something happens, you still got your five. Hmm. I remember him telling my older sister that, and I didn't understand what the hell he was talking about. We didn't know. We ate goats. And then uh, another another thing he used to, he used to uh, back when I coached football and basketball, I used to tell the kids, and I really believe this, if you're, when you're tired, if you do it right when you're tired, you'll do it right all the time. Okay, I love that. Like, like drill. I mean, legitimately, that is a conversation I have to have with my dancers all the time because they're like, I'm like, why did it look like that? Well, because I'm tired. And I was like, what happens if you're, you're tired when you get off stage? You don't have control over that. You got to work through it. Like, you got to figure it out for when you're tired because you can't always control the state that you're in. Like, and yeah, and when you, if you do it right when you're tired, then it's going to, uh, it, it is gonna be. Yeah, you don't have to worry about it. And the, the the whole concept for me, anyway, that I, the place I, I wanted to put them at is, you know, <clears throat> put it out there. You know, if you're gonna do something, do it all the way. You, you know, and uh, then you won't have any regrets. You, oh, you shouldn't have any regrets if you do it all the way all the time. Then you know, you could, nobody can say, man. Well, if you had done this, you had done that. If you know you done all you could do, that's all you can. You know, well, and if you do it all, if you do it right, <laughs> you do it right when you're tired. You don't. That's a problem you'll never have. That brings us to life advice. Uh, is is that the life advice you would give to people in general, or do you have something else? Uh, let's see. Patience, patience. If if there's one virtue that we we need to nurture, is patience. Yeah, because it'll see if those, you know, if you got a knot, you can't untie it. Patience will. Ooh. You know, just it's just a it's a matter of, of applying and, and just Sticking it's something we all need. Yeah, we all we all need that, and mm-hmm. it's hard. You know, I, I watch these fools that degrade us, and 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 you think we'd be a whole lot further along than we were fifty years ago, but we're not. We we are further than we were. It's the increments. We just don't move in, in the in the the big steps that we want to move in. But it's patience, you know, it's it's like I heard somebody. Uh, what's the greatest thing mankind has ever invented? And one guy said it was a will. And somebody, somebody said it was air conditioning. Yeah, I've, I've heard all these these tales, but you know what? Uh, or this list, of, it's not a very long list, but the greatest inventions that man has ever come up with. And uh, the, the uh, but none, it, it doesn't matter when you think about it. It's the uh, it's the second guy who tried a coffee cherry that that uh, that had the <laughs> that had the mm, the first guy had guts, the second guy had brains. You know. Caldy, are you guys familiar with Caldy? Mm-hmm. All right, Caldy is given credit for this good discovering coffee, and he discovered it because he saw how different the the, the, the sheep acted after getting into this bush, and he thought, "Oh, well, I guess uh, I might have to give this a try," you know, because these sheep act differently after they get in this bush. But we know for a fact, I mean, you, you and I are sitting here thinking about it. You know, somebody else did that. He <laughs> he just benefited from from having written down or observed what, what the first guy did because you know we all are descendants of that second guy because a lot of guys that the first guy ain't got no descendants he didn't have no descendants <laughs> so you know it's but but patience is it's a it's a virtue it's it's one of those things it's the key to our success 
it's just a, having the will to wait and to put it put in the work. Yeah. yeah. So, boy, I wish uh, I wish I had some more interesting stuff to talk about, but I don't know. Uh, as for, if Says I, the most I, interesting was, man that ever. Was, <laughs> that was amazing. As, as, I will say when you were like, uh, <laughs> when the will wasn't <laughs> invented, I was like, I thought will, like when people die. Oh my gosh, be honest. <laughs> hey, wait, wait, you just, you just dropped some shit. Did you just drop some stuff? <laughs> I won't, I won't. I'm like, like Shaquille was in the drink. I was like, why was that best? Why was that the best thing? <laughs> and I'm not, I'm going I do appreciate you guys uh, inviting me on here. Uh, but uh, yeah, StuartTownCoffee.com, folks out there listening, go yes. to the website, order some, get some good black coffee. Stuart Town Coffee, that's S-T-E-W-A-R-T, and then Town, T-O-W-N, and then Coffee, C-O-F-F-E-E. And the website, of course, is StuartTownCoffee.com. And you go there and you pull it up and you'll, you'll, uh, you'll see all of our delicious offerings. And uh, it's a good thing. Go and, order it, people. You know, black owned. <laughs> <laughs> it is that. That's that's what I'm saying. Get some good black coffee. Well, thank you, thank you, thank you so much for coming well, on thank, and doing this. This has been a pleasure. Well, well I do appreciate it. And, and you know what? I, I know we started kind of awkwardly, but I it, I feel great now. Is I think it was a that whole wheel thing that made me feel better. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I can't. <laughs> that made you feel better. Okay. Yeah. Well, I'm happy to help. Okay, I'm happy to help. <laughs> That's hilarious. <laughs> mm. Shana, thank you for thinking about me. I appreciate it. Oh, and, no, and I for hope, sure. Thank I you so I, much for agreeing to do it. Like, this was uh, a lot of fun. Thank you. Uh, well, uh, I think going forward, you guys, I can see how this can be just fun for everybody because you guys are really inviting and, and, you're, and you're, it's not, you're not pretentious. I, love, I like that. It's not phony. It's a good deal. I Thank you. I didn't want to be plastered, but I'm going to be now. Hey. Hey, y'all take care. Have a good night now. You too. You too. Bye-bye. So that was fun. That was a good time. Uh, gotta yes. love a good peyote story. I, I'm not into hallucinogens. I'm not. I mean, that's mm. just not. I was, my imagination's already overactive. And mm. like he said, some people know they're going to have a bad trip. I'm like, if you know you're gonna have a bad trip i don't like why would you do it and which is why i know i won't and then if you're gonna be playing in the middle of the freeway like i'm just not yeah because your friends have the right tag but i want to go play in traffic and be like what's your best life (laughs) oh my god i was like i i don't think my friends would say that but then i don't but i don't know I don't know. As long as, as long as none of us have been drinking or like doing any, you know what I mean? If we were right. stone cold sober. Right. Then good decisions. But if not, then. Like the slightest hint of anything in my system. Exactly. Like, like God got us. We go survive. Yeah. So I'm going to just stay away. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to just stay away. We good. <laughs> <laughs>
That's for the best. That's for the best. Uh, but that was, I was like, that interview was a, was a good time. He's, he's yeah. fun and a good storyteller. I still think the carnival story is made up, but. Yeah. Weird. Or I don't, I don't think it's made up, but I think uh, he got tricked for sure. Yeah. I don't, I don't know how, but not real life. Okay. Um, so it's your turn to pick next week. Yes. Yes. Um, so I'm just going to keep the tequila train rolling. Shots. Uh, Wow, no, <laughs> that would be awful. <laughs> we wouldn't make it through the whole thing. Is that allowed though? Are we doing shots? That sounds terrible though. It's this you is know what? Question, no, no. We question. should have one like off the rails episode. <gasps> we just oh go God. and it gets real crazy. That would be awful and amazing. I love it and I hate it. It's, it's such a terrible idea, but it's so fun. <laughs> Y'all look forward to that. <laughs> I am nervous saying that. Okay, as you okay. should be. Okay, but yeah. what but what is that, your thought? I am going to do a strawberry margarita. Just keep it like kind of simple. But it doesn't have to be a little frozen, bit, right? No, I actually do not want it to be. I don't like frozen drinks. Oh uh, yeah, we, no. I was like, we're we're the same. Yeah, that's fine. I forgot. Yes. So it'll be a strawberry. Let's do like let's do a spicy strawberry margarita on the rocks. Okay. Ooh, you could take your tequila and then like infuse it with. Like a chili. Oh, you want to do some infusions? <laughs> I realized. No, I realized I got too fancy. As it, <laughs> okay. like, this is this is why you always mm. do too much. Like it's mm-hmm. never. You it know. don't have to be that serious. It just be a little jalapeno, muddled a little muddled jalapeno, or or the salt, the tahini. The tahini. I have tahini. I love. Uh, yeah, I love that. Yeah, I we could just do that. I like to. Um, Okay, my favorite drink in the summer, like when it's really, mm-hmm. you know, Texas heat, mm-hmm. I do lime tapachico and then I pour extra lime in it with a ton of ice and I do a tagine, a tagine rim. Mm-hmm. And it's just so good. I've never had that. Yeah. You can toss tequila in it depending on the time of day. Yeah, I was just introduced to tapachico. Uh, grandma, shout out to Grandma. Shout out to Grandma. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> he'll he'll know who we're talking about. Uh, but he introduced me to Tapa Chico, and it was Tapa Chico and Tequila, I think, or vodka. Yeah. I don't remember yeah. which one. One of those, but either way, I think it was tequila. A skinny like Tapa Chico and tequila, though. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Technically, a skinny bitch is a uh, vodka and diet coke, but ew, that sounds terrible. If you're that concerned about cutting calories when you're drinking, just tampon up your butt and call it hmm? what you've never heard of butt chugging okay well anyway guys <laughs> <laughs> i've never done it legitimately i've never done it i'm too scared that something bad would happen to my to my butt but yeah oh my god that's terrible well um uh, i don't know if we lost um the recording where we told people that we were no longer introducing our next week's guest, but um, we are no longer <laughs> no longer gonna. I was like, we're not gonna tell you who's coming next at the end of the episode. Like, we're done. Yeah, we uh, we figured out that that's not for us. Um, it's not for us. And I kind of like you got we. I think that we're probably gonna get more honest stories from people if we don't tell you our guests' names. So you may not know who we're interviewing. That 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 could be a possibility too. So also please don't forget to write in to uh, boomtownstories at gmail.com with your stories. We, we want them. We want to hear them. And we also, um, if you know somebody you think that we should interview, we would love for you to, to email us also. Follow us on Instagram. It's at 
Boomtown Stories. Yeah, and Facebook, same on Facebook. And tune in next week. For a surprise guest. You're welcome. <laughs> uh, but always, you guys, thank you again for joining us. We appreciate you listening. We appreciate our overseas people tuning in. That was exciting. And then all the random states where people are listening in. Sorry, I check the analytics all the time. No, so like, I yeah. know where all the people, yeah. Now so. that you started checking them, I've started checking them. I'm like, oh, okay, cool. It's interesting, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so shout out to all of you. Uh, we appreciate everybody everywhere who's tuning in and, and supporting. We love you. Thanks for coming with us on this journey. Uh, and I guess that all that's left to say is until next time. Boom, baby. <laughs>